This Bee Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. Loved and trusted by more than 1 million teachers, IXL enhances your teaching and takes work off your plate so you can make an even bigger impact on your students. Yeah, IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights. Strengthen daily instruction, close knowledge gaps quickly, and set every student up for success. Want to bring IXL to your school? Learn more at IXL.com forward slash B. That's IXL.com forward slash B-E. We're proud to be sponsored by MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Schools can easily create and manage time for FlexBlocks. Win time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and much more. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Yeah, make your flex time work for you. Visit MyFlexLearning.com slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off the first year. That's MyFlexLearning.com slash BE. On today's show, the guys welcome Scott Anderson, Chief Clinical Officer at SyncThink and advisor for Crash Course, talking about their newest health initiatives. We've got an East Initiative update and some banter between the guys. All that and more up next on EduTech Guys. You're listening to the EduTech Guys, edutechguys.com. Hello and welcome to this episode of EduTech Guys. I'm David Henderson. Hey, I'm Jeff Madlock. Yeah, welcome to the show. Thank you guys so much for uh, tuning in, turning it on, downloading, however you're getting it. Thank you so much for stopping by. And if you want to get a little more, just go out to the web, www.edutechguys.com. Or heck, you can just put us in Google. Just type in that good old beautiful word, EduTech Guys. You're going to find us lurking there. We're also on social media. Just just go look at the Twitters and the Facebooks and the stuff like that. You're going to find us. We're That's out right. There. That's right. We're out there everywhere. Don't forget to tell us how you like the show. Listen to us on iTunes Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor.fm, you name it. We're out there. Just pick your favorite listening and you'll probably find us. Make sure that you do uh, like us and thank us and give us all the good tweets and retweets because we, we need it because we're very, very, very desperate for your for you liking us. That's what we're doing. <laughs> we, we are. That's, <laughs> iTunes is a big one. You know, iTunes, you know. You, you, know, you, you go to iTunes. We go to iTunes and we have like, you know, a handful of reviews. But I go to some podcasts and it's like 7,000 reviews. I'm yeah. like, geez, we must suck. <laughs> because there's like, you know. They do a much better job of asking. I guess so that's what it is. So please, if you're out there listening. We have five stars, but it's like, you know. We only have so many family that can go on and give us. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so it's a really interesting stuff happened this week. Uh, this is, happens to be uh, season five, episode one. Oh my gosh, we are in season five. Now, see, I don't think we do seasons right because you know we do a season as a year. So like, yeah, <laughs> we just released season four. We are actually tweeting them as we speak. You know, yeah. back back out, reposting them. We did forty five episodes in a year. That's not bad. Oh no, that's that's you know almost one a week. So vacations you know. and everything else that yeah. we, you know, we couldn't get to, but yeah, that's a. So we, we think of a season, I guess, as a year. So. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I guess we could switch to like the TV format. Is that like 
10 or 20 or 10, 10 episodes it's like you know it used to be like like a, on netflix it's 10 episodes or something yeah or yeah or something. well you know and on tv it used to be 13 episodes was a season oh, I, don't, yeah. I guess maybe if we just started every 13 episodes we restart well, we'd be in like season you know 12 yeah. <laughs> Seinfeld had nothing on us no that's right point. if we were doing it that way we'd be dominating like nobody's business that's interesting hey so if you're out there and you're listening and you want to know what season we should be in by Let's all means know. let yeah. Tell us what season we're supposed to be in because yes. we're not really sure either. Is it duck season? Rabbit season. That's interesting. Hey, you know, it's summertime. It's we, we know you're out there and we've, you probably went to ISTE or you didn't go to ISTE, but you're probably doing some PD out there. We'd love to know what PD you're doing. What's what's the hot topic that's going on this year? What's actually different from the last 10 years or the last 20 years? Yeah, I mean, really. I, you know, and, and I'm... I want to hear from the folks who have been doing this for quite a while, and especially those folks who have gone from gone to uh, various uh, conferences, and you've seen kind of the same stuff for the last, you know, five, seven, ten years, decades. <laughs> exactly. What are you seeing that's different from what you have seen over and over and over again? Yeah, I'd really like to see that myself. I'm I, curious about that. I, you know, it's, we try to keep everything fresh and happening, and you know, we're. At this point, we're picking singular apps or one thing, yeah. and we're just hammering it into the ground, and uh, like podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you know, that's that to me is where we're we're dropping into. We're just hammering stuff. Uh, finding new technologies is kind of difficult. It seems, you know, it's like something. It's it's a new spin on the same thing. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And, but um, today we have a really interesting one, though. We have yes. uh, you know talking with uh, Scott Anderson. Um, about a crash course and what it's about is head injuries it's about concussions and how they're using technology to one get the word out there right to change the way it's viewed you know to remove any stigmas attached to it or you know to sports and, and head injuries and things like that so it's, it's a really great conversation um, it, he has a lot to say and I think you're going to really um, really enjoy hearing everything that he has a lot to say about so it's going to be a really good show yeah, absolutely. In fact, I think we ought to just uh, let's hear from one of our sponsors and then let's just uh, jump into that. You know, I've been in education for more than 20 years and I've seen the challenges that some students have to face every day. I mean, whether it's going to school hungry or not being able to see the doctor when they're sick. I mean, all these challenges make it hard for kids to focus on learning. Thankfully, Concordia University in Portland is leading the way with their 3 to PhD program that helps to combat student fears, freeing them to pursue their highest dreams. They're revolutionizing education by creating a holistic model that provides groceries, health care, and even clothing to students right there on campus, helping them to thrive and helping our community to strengthen and grow. Yeah, Concordia's College of Education offers online and on-campus programs where students have the opportunity to learn about a more compassionate approach to education and to see how nurturing the whole student can lead to amazing things. Hey, to learn more about how you can help students conquer their monsters and achieve their highest dreams, visit cuportland.edu forward slash let's conquer. Hashtag nurture, educate, grow. Hey, welcome back to the EduTech guys. Uh, we have a guest on the show with us, and we're really excited about today. We're going to let him introduce himself and tell us who he is and where he's from and all that good stuff. So uh, here we go. Well, thanks for having me. Uh, my name is Scott Anderson. Uh, I'm an advisor to 
a little nonprofit organization called uh, Teach Aids, the maker of Crash Course. And uh, I'm excited to be here with you guys today. My background is um, I come from the clinical space. I'm a clinician by training, and uh, I got involved with uh, Teach Aids Mission during my time uh, working at Stanford University where uh, Teach Aids was founded. I like you. I like how you said a, a little organization called Teach Aids. We're talking about the health education po- folks for right now. <laughs> That's right. I mean, groundbreaking stuff going on. Um, let's talk about. Uh, let's jump right in with both feet and let's talk about uh, Crash Course. Let's talk about um, how technology you know is impacting concussions and head injuries and what Teach Aids and a Crash Course is doing about that. Yeah, it's really interesting, actually. Um, I, I'm really proud of the work that's being done with this organization. And, and really, you have to go back to uh, the initial early days of the work that Pia Sorkar, the founder of Teach Aids, has done at Stanford. And, and uh, it really, in her uh, research, which uh, initially revolved around this idea that you could create uh, better, more immersive communication tools to reduce and, and uh, uh, eradicate stigma from uh, issues that have um, high uh, social presence to them, or, or that, that typically, you know, uh, socially there is a stigma attached to them. So she started out in the early days uh, tackling HIV and AIDS, and really found um, that this the particular strategy that she utilized uh, um, by uh, you know reducing or uh, eradicating this. The stigma, particularly outside the U.S., uh, was really successful with the approach that she developed. It's this kind of uh, uh, proprietary approach that I think that she uh, developed during her time there. And, and when she was done with that, she said, look, what are the other kind of uh, prevalent issues that have stigma attached to them? And, and through some research over a period of time, they identified concussion as one of those areas. And, um, you know, so... so what has been done leading up to that has been really remarkable to be able to see them really tackle uh, the what people are referring to as the invisible injury of concussion yeah. and the, the, the stigma and the uh, perceptions that are attached to this particular injury, not only from the perspective of, of young athletes, but also the people who are treating them and the coaches, educators, and, and parents that are involved with you know, managing them uh, when, when this uh, unfortunate incident happens. And so um, really what they've done is tried to, they spent two years creating an evidence base of research around common perceptions or, or misconceptions, I would say, um, around this particular issue. And they've also partnered with some of the, uh, the leading world-class uh, researchers, uh, clinicians, and physicians all over the, the world to create uh, what I consider to be the new science of concussion, the most uh, prevalent and evidence-based approach to what we know about this particular problem. And um, what they did was they, they created an education curriculum, both for athletes and for coaches and administrators, um, to be able to really uh, drill down into what is fact and what is fiction around this problem uh, once and for all, and to do it in a way that is um, developed based on the insights and the feedback that they've gotten from the youth sports population. And so uh, it's really uh, well done, really, uh, you know, a, a lot of scientific rigor behind the efforts that they've, they've um, put into make this uh, really a truly an evidence-based education tool. Um, and I really think it's going to... Uh, truly be disruptive in this landscape, but also really going to um, arm uh, people 
who are in, in the care and in the charge of young people with the, uh, the most up-to-date and the most beneficial information in a digestible format that, that athletes will uh, resonate with. You know, because now we're dealing with Generation Z, and we have to be able to produce uh, materials that is you know, on their terms, essentially, is, uh, you know, in a way that, you know, we're in the age, the digital age of Facebook and, and uh, uh, Instagram and YouTube, and we've got to create content that fits that type of mold so it can be digested by this population. And, and what we've learned from this uh, experience of going out and, and getting feedback from thousands of athletes is that they don't want to take a doctor's word for it. They don't want to take a coach's word for it. They don't want to take a, a, uh, uh, an educator's word for it. They want somebody who they know and who they look up to potentially, someone who what we consider to be a near peer, um, to provide that information to them. And that's where we're going to see behavioral change. And that's where we're going to see them really um, uh, have an experience that's going to make them make the decision that when maybe I don't feel right, I should come out of the game instead of continuing to try to play and put myself at further risk. Yeah. So I know it's a long explanation, but uh, I wanted to make sure I covered all of it. Oh, yeah. Make sure we kind of talk about specifically, you know, the steps that were taken to really, um, you know, over a period of time, make this what it is. You know, it's not just, you know, something that was just put together, you know, for, for mass distribution for no reason. It's, it's really something that's been thoughtfully done. And, and, and I haven't even mentioned the fact that it's free. So that's even greater. Thing. Yeah. You know, this is just a, a resources, a resource that everybody can have access to. Doesn't, they don't have to pay for. And the idea is to really uh, do this the right way. Right. Well, it's amazing to me how uh, how far we've come in really, I mean, I say a short period of time, and, and by by short period of time, what I mean is is the time frame in which we went from the kind of old school, um, taking a look at, especially in terms of uh, head injuries and concussions, you know, uh, uh, Jeff and I are, are old guys, so we, we uh, so you know in, 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 the, in the days when we were growing up, you know, you know, head injury, broken arm, you name it, you know, uh, unless you were pretty much bleeding out, you know, it was you know get back up put and some dirt you know, on it, yeah, exactly, you know, put some dirt and some spit and it's call it stigma. good and, yeah. and get out there, and, and you know up until just recently, it seems that um, more and more it is be it, it's being taken way more seriously than I think anybody, even the folks who have been studying it, even realized it was going to be taken uh, as it's come. I mean, you're, you're looking at at major changes in professional sports, you know, Major League Baseball with the helmet changes. And that was in, in, in Major League and in, uh, National League football as well. And, you know, the public at large. You know, initially, you know, there was a lot of scoffing and kind of ha ha, look at that, and and I can't believe these dudes are doing that. And through you know education and continued education efforts, people are realizing, yeah, actually, we kind of need to protect our heads. I mean, if we're not going to give up playing a game where we bash each other's heads, then the least we can do is <laughs> protect those. Exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, I think that's the benefit of this uh, type of material because what we're doing is. We're allowing people to develop empathy for people with this affliction. It's a, it's a public health epidemic in our country mm -hmm. and in sport. And it's really creating a scenario where uh, a young person or a coach can observe what happens to somebody when they sustain a concussion without them actually having to go through it. They right. can actually experience what it's like to have a concussion, oh, the cool. different types of symptoms, the ways it affects their life. They can feel like they're having one, but they don't have to assume the risk of being out on the field and having having to have one, right? <coughs> Excuse me, to know exactly what it is that's happening to them and and 
how their performance suffers as a result. And so this idea that I have to play through this because my team needs me is actually not grounded in reality when we're showing them that the performance uh, dip that we see from people who are continuing to play through this type of thing is only hurting the team. And right. so it's giving this idea that, look, you can experience this this problem firsthand without actually having to physically go through it. And you can see what's happening to your performance and the team around you's performance as a result of you being on the field. When in reality, you're going to help your team by being out of it, out of the game and getting the help that you need. And really this comes down to, you know, this being a silent thing. You know, when you see somebody wearing crutches or in a cast or in a brace, you know that they have some type of physical problem and everyone feels empathetic towards them, mm. but no one can see what's happened to someone's brain. And so typically we don't have this, this feeling that we empathize with what they're going through. And there's this idea that, well, if I can't see it, you must be fine. Get out there. You right. know? And that's how I, that's, that's how I, you know, I played the sport and uh, football and that's how it was when I was playing. And you, know, you guys in the, in the, were of the same generation where that was the case as well. And yeah. now we're really getting people to, to understand as we learn more and as we produce more research around this area, what really is at stake here? And, uh, you know, it's, it's really interesting when we, when we talk to these thousands of kids, we found that a majority or sorry, a large number of them found concussion to, and they, they believed in their minds that concussion was not a significant injury. But then there's a whole other faction of, uh, student athletes who thought concussion is a very serious injury. And so that we don't even have a consensus or a clear understanding of what the problem actually is among people who are, or who are subjected to the risk the most. And so I found that to be really interesting that there is a clear opportunity here to provide some education to get everybody on the same page and really um, believing the, the, the reality of the situation rather than what they just perceive based on not knowing what it is or, you know, what they should do as a result of it. Sure. So, you know, I think what Teach Aids and uh, Crash Course specifically are doing here, and let me get this right. By bringing awareness to it and, and allowing the students and the parents and the teachers and the coaches and everyone to understand what's happening, that'll bring even more awareness to it. And I know there's a lot of researchers. I believe Stanford's still working on this, aren't they? They're still a, a, a viable uh, a game player in this and, and doing the research on this. And so don't you, don't you think we'll see uh, where technology you know it comes into play now? Now we can get this information right to the students and parents you know, in the, the blink of an eye. So that's one of the big deals, that's and right. that's what Crash Course is about. And then we can give them the opportunity to kind of you know, do the, uh, the virtual, this is what it's like. You, know, this is, you can do it without getting a concussion. This is what you're going to go through. So do you think we'll get yep. to the point, and I, and I see probably Crash Course and, and Teach Aids getting to this point where – we, we can start to have some real-time diagnostics in the helmets, real-time diagnostics so that, that, a, that a player on the field in high school and junior high and college and professional sports, that the, that the coaches on the sideline and the medical team and, and the, physical, uh, the, the physical trainers, they can see what's happening before even the, the player does. Do you think that's going to get to that point? Absolutely. I think um, we will have a better understanding of risk factors. Mm-hmm. And there will be, I, I think what's happening now is that people are – spending so much time in this area to study it, they're really identifying, well, what puts, what puts athletes at risk for this? You know, for example, there's a really great study that just was published probably a month ago at a University of Arizona that showed that daytime sleepiness and sleep deprivation increases the risk of concussion uh, amongst young people. And so if you're not getting a good night's sleep or you're going to bed late and you're only getting, you know, five, six hours of sleep a night, the chance of you getting a concussion go up three times. Oh, wow. So just li- little things like that that we're learning about the brain and the need for the brain to be optimized in order to perform. And also, you know, essentially what the assumption of risk actually is for some of these sports that they're playing and whether or not the brain is, you know, at a point in its maturation where it's safe enough to expose them to these types of impacts. 
is, are all things that we're going to probably have a better understanding of going forward and allow people to make a better educated decision about whether it's right for them to, to participate in these types of activities, knowing that they you know, may not be able to because their academic workload requires them to get less sleep or because they you know, have a sleep issue or because they have some other confounder, uh, you know, ADHD, for example, that may increase the risk of them getting another uh, a head injury. So there's quite a bit of uh, that going on behind the scenes right now, but I certainly think we will get to a point now where, uh, or in the, in the very near future, where we'll be able to separate out and say, based on the information that's collected on the, on the athlete, we can say with this amount of certainty that, um, this is likely a concussion or this is not, this is some other problem that we need to further evaluate and rule out, you know, this being specific to the brain. Because one thing we do know currently today is that you see a lot of sports where um, there's a collision and the head whips back that, that whiplash mechanism in a lot of cases produces symptoms that are very similar to a concussion, uh-huh. but the neck is really the, 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 the culprit that's involved and is the, the driver of the symptoms. And so being able to parse those out and say, look, this is, not a head or brain related issue. This is the neck and the neck is the thing that needs to be actively rehabilitated. Um, we're getting to a place now where we can really start to parse those things out and be more specific about um, the type of uh, diagnosis that we're making and the subsequent treatment that uh, follows it because that's the number one thing is that every person that has a diagnosis of concussion should be actively rehabilitating their condition and you have to have specific objective diagnostic information in order to inform you about the appropriate treatment so you can resolve the condition. And, and I think uh, in a lot of cases where people are struggling to return from concussion injury or having some type of uh, prolonged recovery, um, it's typically because they haven't received the right type of treatment or they haven't gone through the right type of testing to identify what particular area of the brain is um, is impaired and what is the remediation strategy that's needed in order to get it back to normal. And the longer we wait on that, the harder it is to uncover that mess. Yeah. So that's, that's really what's happening right now is we've got to be able to have um, high quality uh, evidence-based diagnostics. We've got to be able to use them at the point of injury and we've got to be able to serially monitor people over time and show the effectiveness of the treatment strategy that we're employing in order to get the athlete back. Yeah, so I think this is great is because this is not just for the athletes, the parents, and the coaches. This is for all the educators and anyone that's around those student athletes because, you know, the if, if it's not treated properly, get me right here. I mean, you're talking about emotional, physical, cognitive effects that can go on yes. for quite some time. And now that you no have question. this information, um, even the, the teachers in the classroom can, can monitor these students because – some of these might not even show up until several days later, but we're back in class after Friday night football game on a Monday or Tuesday, and we can see these things happening. And if we get this information out to uh, educators, they can alert the, uh, the the needed people, right? That's absolutely correct, 100%. I'm glad you mentioned that. I think that's really the core of what Crash Course is after, is really getting kids to realize, look, it's not worth it. If there's any doubt, you've got you've to pull yourself out of there. Don't be the hero. Let somebody further and properly evaluate you because if you continue to play while impaired, you know, the recovery from that may take you, you know, who knows how long and your career has just been, you know, become uncertain. And if you can do the right thing and make the right decision initially, we can mitigate the effects of that and we can properly rehabilitate you um, quickly and correctly. And I think that's the message behind this, uh, this initiative. Wow, this uh, this really sounds great, Scott. This is some really interesting stuff. Um, one more thing I want to ask. So, what do you think the next steps are? The next steps that you see, you know, for education technology in this field and, and edu- education technology. Period. 
Yeah, I think the next steps are getting buy-in from uh, from larger organizations, you know, uh, national governing bodies, um, larger associations who support coaches and who support uh, educators and and parents really, and being able to say, look, we buy into this type of approach. We want to help uh, promote this idea that um, you know we're 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 educating people the proper way and providing them with the latest and greatest information about um, you know, the evidence base around this particular topic. And I want to see everybody kind of come together and collectively buy into a single-minded approach about how we educate people around this topic because, and, and, and if the more support we have from the top down, the easier it will be at the end of the day for the athlete to speak up. And I think that's really crucial. And I, and we're seeing a lot of that right now with some of the partnerships that we've had already with uh USA Football and uh, Pop Warner and some of the other organizations that we're in discussions with uh, today. It's really fantastic to be able to to have those conversations and to see their enthusiasm for wanting to you know to join us in this messaging. So I think that's important, and I think that's where the future will lie. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, so you've you've mentioned multiple times, uh, you know, the partnerships, the um, the simulations, the uh, some of the other. Uh, um, available tools uh, that are uh, that are accessible uh, through Crash Course. So how do folks yep. find out about it? Where do they go to, to look at this free information about uh, concussions and the effects of concussions and, and incorporating that in their classroom and all that good stuff? Yeah, so um, if you go to teachaids.org, um, T-E-A-C-H-A-I-D-S.org, um, that's the website, um, all the content, uh, and the, the, the depth and breadth of how the content was developed is available for people to access for free. Um, they can actually directly correspond with the, the Teach Aid staff uh, as well about getting it involved in their um, organization and developing a partnership for how this can be rolled out. Um, you know, the technology is continuing to evolve and continuing to develop and the content is as well. And so there's some really great things that are coming in the future that everyone's super excited about. And I think being able to interact with the TTA staff about what particular things you want to include in your organization are ways that we can, you know, work closely with you to um, roll those out into your school system or your your um, district or your uh, larger sports organization or even just at an individual school. It's all free. Um, there's no cost. There's no strings attached. There's the only thing we want is to provide the, the, like I said, the latest and greatest information and to, and to begin to unpack this problem and, and uh, change the stigma associated with it. So starting at the website, getting the materials, um, contacting the folks um, uh, you know, in our office and uh, being able to um, d- develop the, the terms of how we can provide this uh, to your organization at no cost is uh, something that everyone's really excited about and, and eager to do. So that's where I would start. Awesome. So I want to throw out there too. We can find you on social media, Twitter at Teach Aids. Um, probably the same on yep. Facebook, right? So, folks, that's, can, that's correct. Folks yep. can find you out there. That's you know everybody loves that social media. Yeah, I was just say, they can always send us a message directly to about their interest, and we can follow up with them directly through social media as well. Yeah, yeah. The the website is full featured. You can find everything you're looking for at teachaids.org, and uh, we'll definitely throw it out on the social media ourselves. Hey, Scott, thank you for coming on the show, and uh, thank you for your time. Thank you, guys. It's a pleasure being with you, and I appreciate the time. You bet, man. Thank you. Hi there. I'm April Jackson, and this is your East Update. This week, 
we dive a little further into Miss Arkansas 2018 Claudia Raffo's experience in East at Nettleton High School. service projects while incorporating technology. Um, at least that was my experience. I really felt like Middleton High School did a good job of using the community that we were in and um, finding what was going on in the community and then using technology to help out those pro uh, programs or organizations, um, whatever they might have needed. And so um, you learn, yes, you learn a lot of software and yes, you learn a lot of technology, but you also learn that so in your future life, whatever it might be, I'm going into pharmacy, you could be going to med school, you could be going um, to law school, whatever it might be, technology is so important in today's society. And so I really feel like it gives you the solid foundation for how technology is going to continue to grow throughout the millennial age. Um, if you're on the fence and you've heard really great things, I mean, why not try an opportunity that's going to, you know, further your education? Uh, you can learn so many things. Like I said earlier, it's not just about technology. It's not just about the community service. It's, you know, communication skills and working with others, working on team projects. And so really you get kind of a whole package when you're involved in East. If you're interested in hearing more about how community service impacted our alumni, follow us on social media at The East Initiative or visit our website at eastinitiative.org. I am April Jackson, and this has been your East Update. Thank you so much to the East Initiative for providing their update this week. Uh, always entertaining and informative stuff from the folks over at East. Yeah, big shout out to Matt Dozier and the crew. And uh, thank you for the Liberty Bell um, picture that you sent from Philadelphia when you went to ISTE. He, You know, I asked and he, he did it. So, he did. You know, you know, next time you better watch out. Thank you so much to uh, Scott Anderson for uh, taking time to share some of the really cool things that they got going on there with Crash Course. Yeah, really, really cool stuff. Thanks, thanks for coming on the show. And and I'll, I'll be honest, that was enlightening to me. I didn't know about you know that kind of stuff. I knew about head injuries and I knew about concussions, especially in sports and the way it does affect kids. But now I can really see that you know it's bigger than we thought it was. Right. And that there's this stigmas attached to it. That's yeah. that's really interesting. Yeah. Well, and and the education that they're trying to put out there to help people understand you know what are the different types of head trauma how does concussions how do concussions affect uh, performance and you know their the brain activity and thinking and, and how to prevent them which I think is probably even more important I mean you know like I said in the interview I, you know if we're not going to stop playing sports where we bash each other's heads in at least we can understand what we're doing to our heads that's true yeah at least we're trying to protect ourselves exactly it's been a pretty good show <laughs> yeah, hope you have a great summer and uh yeah hey I'm Jeff Madlock I'm David Henderson we'll catch you next time you've been listening to the edutech guys edutechguys.com There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But do they actually do all those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, 
make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out My Flex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flex time without the common challenges. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com forward slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com forward slash BE. Do you want to save time on prep work? Increase achievement for all student populations? Reliably meet tier one standards? You, you can, can do, do it, it all, all. But don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com slash BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all these goals. That's IXL.com forward slash BE.